Yo, yo, we're live. What, what? So, so um, this is the, um, I had a couple of ideas for this particular show. Yeah. So the first thing is, um, I think that we, I'm, I'm actually looking at our business plan on Google Docs. Yeah. Because I'm sort of going back to it. I'm going old school, like the way we used to do it. Um, and I think that um, the, I, one idea I had was that we should level up, like one okay. item, right? And here's yeah. my idea. I think that um, when we do the intro, I added one thing to the intro. So every and this is all in the this is like the first page of the of the of the Google Doc. Okay. I say this is the Get You Some Productions podcast, the podcast covering all things related to music production, from the first note to the last fan, and everything in between. We create music and inspire others to do the same. And after that, we would say our names. Yes. Right? Here's my idea. I added one more sentence. So instead of saying that, what I just said, we'd add another sentence. Every episode is a live business meeting between me and Dan or me and Keith, whoever's saying it, as we build this media empire right before your very eyes and ears. I I added that sentence. And what I think we should start doing is trade-off. Maybe, you know, maybe I'll continue. It's up to you. I don't really care. But either I say a podcast covering all things related to music production, blah, 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 and then you say every episode is a business meeting between me and Keith, as we build this media empire right before your very eyes, ears, right? Or we flip it around and you do the intro and I do that. And then we say our names. My name's Keith, my name's Dan, or or vice versa, whoever says the last bit. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I feel like this is one small way we can just level up. Yep. You know? Because I feel like... We can, this is episode, this is going to be episode 30, maybe 5, 36, something like that. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe we could level up every 10 episodes, something. You know, maybe we could level up every 25 episodes. We can just kind of like always be increasing it, you know, increasing the professionalism or something, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. On a couple of levels. Um, first of all, I'd like to say that I was thinking that our intros could be a little more, um, A, involve me a little bit more just in the intro. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, Definitely. Uh, yeah, so uh, that it would involve me and that um, not no, not specifically the intro, but the the uh, the housekeeping issues or not housekeeping, issues, but like the things we always say on each one regarding mm-hmm. like hitting like etc cetera, etc cetera, can be streamlined a lot to be efficient. Um, yeah, uh, like click subscribe and like below if you want to help us out. But moving on, you know what I mean? Like don't dwell on it, like because people have heard it all before. They don't really need any real exposition on it other than a reminder to do it. Right. Um, that's, that's an aside. 
that's a different note. But the first note was like, yeah, I'd like to get on this intro just a little bit more. Yeah. Somehow. If not, if not just the one of the two options, you said something very much like it. Um, as the way totally. to You know what I mean? So, yes. Um, right on point with that. I agree. Yeah, so I thought we could, you know, just – it doesn't matter to me which part I say. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, but, but that's what I – that was one thing I thought we could add. So um, – I liked your first suggestion. Why don't we try that, um, what you said, where I, um, I will take the line of uh, each episode is a, you know, a business – I forget how you phrase it, a business meeting. Yeah, live business meeting. Okay. okay. Yeah, sure. Um, I can just take that line for now. Since you already worked on your spiel for the other part 30 times now, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll get it. Well, yeah, I guess technically we've done it 36 <laughs> times or whatever. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So that was number one. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about the, the interview we did with Tim Murth because I had some I had feedback, uh-huh. and I also, like, had the experience of actually doing it. Uh-huh. was made me think of um like I just also had some like stuff to say about it yeah um because um it turns out like it, doing interviews is much harder than what we than the normal just bullshitting that we do <laughs> absolutely you know um so we'll get better at it i'm not concerned about you know like having the next interview we do be perfect or anything like that um but i do think that uh I think what I would like to do is like have, first of all, going along with the prior thing, just having you be more, way more involved um, in the interview process um, would be better, would feel better. Um, and I think one thing that I just occurred to me is that one of the reasons that interview was so good was because Tim, and this is the way all interviews should be, Tim did almost all the talking, which is great. On the one hand, but also he had like a professional setup with a microphone and all that. We're not going to be able to do that. I, I can tell you right now that I can't have a professional setup with a microphone um, because I'm never in the same place when I'm doing this podcast. Um, you know, I mean, I guess I could have like a small mic that I keep in my bag or something and plug it into my phone or my computer. Um, you know, as it, as it, as it were, I guess, like in the, in the moment, but um, it's just not practical for me in this moment. Cause I'm just, I'm really literally like sometimes I'm in my car, sometimes I'm in one bedroom, sometimes I'm in the other, sometimes I'm at my parents' house, you know, it's like so random mm-hmm. that um, I think having the microphone, but I do think we should, we should still go and focus on having wired headphones just for sound quality. Um, uh, just in general, but especially for um, the interviews, uh, because his sound quality was like a million times better than ours, which is as it should be anyway, because it was an interview. Um, but then, I, and in terms of like having a more back and forth between me, me and you, and Tim or whoever the case may be, um, we can sort of have like a. If you have any, you know suggestions about that. I guess we're just flowing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, there were no, I had prepared questions. We didn't even ask those. Uh-huh. It was just sort of like a, we were ended up being in the flow of it. Yeah. So it wasn't really like, you know, it wasn't really a planned thing. 
So I guess we just have to work on our flow a little bit. Well, um, like for me, I actually didn't enjoy that interview very much because mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't really learn anything. Um, I mean, his bio was interesting, but he just talked about like what he did and like his like some of his like biography. Mm. I was like, oh, I thought we were going to discuss like the art in this album. You know what I mean? And like we didn't get mm-hmm. to like follow a script and then like get into his creative process. And like, yeah, I wanted to talk, but I felt like we didn't get to direct it at all. And he just like he likes to talk too. Yeah. So, like it was like between that and that, it was just like he just like rambled on about like where he was when and what he was doing and who he was working with. And I was like, that's cool, but like that's kind of just like your wiki page, like whatever. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, to hear about the creative process on this like totally insane album, which he got into a little bit at the end. We did talk about you did we did have a follow up like what do you mean there was a break in the process? You know, like, so that, you know what I mean? Like towards, yeah, towards the end we started to get on topic. So I was like, wow, we just spent way too much time just talking about where you moved when and why. I agree. Like, yeah, I, I was like that wasn't interesting to me. Um, yeah, we did end up spending way way too much time. Um. You know, and that's, you know what, actually, that's really good feedback. Sorry, I'm like, yeah, no, yeah fine, food fine. delivery. Um, wow. Okay. That's actually, I hadn't thought of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Um, because I just enjoyed hearing him talk the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I guess I was just sort of like really enjoying vibing to his story. Yeah. You know? But I I actually do think that you're absolutely right. I think that we could have really got into much more nitty-gritty if we would have, like, forced him to keep his bio to 15 minutes, you know? Bio to 15 minutes, like, and, you know, I was thinking about, sorry to interrupt, like, like we can actually use, we can actually use not timers, but, like, time expectations for each slot of each question. Which is what you're saying. Like, you know what? Time, like you have a copy of like we're gonna discuss this for about ten minutes, you know what I mean? And then like move on. You know, yeah, so this is actually something that's gonna be good. I'm I'm really glad maybe <laughs> this is good, actually, because okay. I think that we have another interviewee um who you know will will have, you know, as much time as we, we need to prepare for because we don't have anything scheduled. So theoretically, we could even have like a sheet that's prepared that says, you know, we're, we're going to ask you to do your bio. We're going to get, we're going to ask for your, your, you know, your superhero origin story or something. Mm-hmm. We want to keep the interview for to less than an hour, and then we'll, and then we'll, you know, spend 15 minutes talking about yourself and talking about your stuff. And then we'll want to cover these other, you know, three topics, uh, between three and five topics. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we don't, so we give them plenty of time to talk, but we also, you know, are also kind of like making sure that we're delivering something of value to the listener in some respect. Yeah, it's funny good. I think the interviewee will appreciate having some form and, like, being able to move on to, you know what I mean, in general. It shows, like, actually that we're really interested, you know, and uh, that we've given some thought. 
okay. like how we're going to have a good use of their time. You know what I mean? Like we kept it organized. We're not just like whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, obviously, everyone's different. But. So, so uh, why don't we do this? Like yeah. we don't need to talk about it now, but we can sort uh-huh. of like go back and forth and talk yeah. about how we'll approach it with this guy, Chris Murphy. Because mm-hmm. um, one of the things that, happened is that Chris, I was like, well, send me something to listen to. And Chris gave me his band camp, right? And then he's got like 10 albums on there. And it was like, I was listening to all of them, but it was like, okay, this is too much. Maybe he, I I need to go back to him and ask him to send me the one release that he's really going to want to dive into maybe or something because I can't okay. listen to 10 albums from somebody. I can listen and, and yeah. I can't listen critically, you know, cause I, you end up having to listen a few times and I can't listen critically to 10 different albums and take and have takeaways and have questions from that. You know, if there was just right. one so, album, you know, you know what, that's a, that's a, that's a great point. And we could say that like, Hey, you know, we want to, we want to focus. Well, we choose, we would decide what we're going to focus on. We want to focus on like, this element of create the creative process or, yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, like, therefore, if we're going to do that, like, hey, which album would, come, would you like to, like, get into on that level about that? Yeah. Or which album did you, like, feel like was the most challenging? Well, I mean, those are different questions. But, like, like you know, which, what did you, like, grow the most on and, like, want to discuss why that happened or which album, you know, or whatever. You know, you yeah. get the idea. You know what I mean? And then nobody can, like, focus it because it's, like, it'll it'll make it things easier for everyone. You know, I, yeah, I, I completely agree. Cause, and that's great because now you're throwing these ideas out. And what I'm going to do tomorrow is I'm going to listen back to this, Yeah. create the show notes from it. Mm-hmm. What you just said is going to end up in the show notes, and I'll just copy and paste it into a text to Chris and just say, hey, we're thinking of talking about you know, we want to focus on this sort of thing, creative process. What does it take to make the album? Any special experiences you may have had? Yeah. Um, you know, what, did, what was most difficult? What, what came easily? Which of your albums would you want to focus on? Because we don't have the capacity to listen to all of them, yeah. you know? And then, um, and then go from there. And at least we'll be refining our process somewhat. Yep. You know, and then we can have, we can build into the doc like a one sheet. Here are the questions that we always ask, you know, or fallback questions that if the interview is not going well or something, or it seems to be trailing on, we, we say, Hey, you know, I want to re let's refocus here. You yeah. Know, we really wanted to cover this question, so I don't want to miss it. Yeah. You know, and then, and then there's the question. So at least people know what to expect a little bit. Right. Like for instance, you know, just like brainstorming, like what would have been great with, um, um, Shoot, I just forgot his name. Tim. Tim, Tim. Does, yeah. With Tim, uh, would have been like a more focused question about his biography about him. More be like, talk about your, like your relation to your to your instrument or instruments. Like when did you pick it up and like you know, start playing guitar and uh was that the only instrument you played? Like like how did that go for you? You know what I mean? Like something like that would still be his life because <laughs> he's been doing it forever, but like just go right into that. Totally. Anyway. And so the last, the last thing I, I wanted to cover in terms of interviews is that it, it turns out that doing the interviews is not just hard in terms of, you know, it's, it's like a new skill, mm-hmm. but the actual editing and releasing it is actually harder than the normal episode. Okay. So I don't have the capacity now to do them every week. 
I would say like, you know, I would max out at one a month or something. Okay. Because it took exponentially more time for me to go through it and do, number one, it's twice as long as a normal episode. Okay. And number two, it's like when it's just me and you doing the show notes is easy because I don't care if like the grammar is just right. I don't, it's not so important to me that I capture every important element because it's just me and you. But when there's a third party that's like a guest, it's almost like the responsibility is greater. And so it's harder. So I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. Like it's not easy to do the interview as much as it is to do these normal episodes. So I don't mm-hmm. think I could do one more than like, you know, once a month or something, if it even comes to that. You know, okay. it may not, <laughs> frankly. Well, you know, on that, on that note that you just said yeah. about doing them frequently, circling back around to, like, having the nicer mic, at least for you, since, like, you are the point man, like, I will be more involved. But starting with you, if the interviews are going to be so spread out, like, maybe you can have a dedicated space. Like, That's hey, true. I'm doing an interview today, like, third floor to your parents' house or somewhere yes. quiet, and then quiet. you can have a mic. Yeah, you know what I mean, and like it's not all the time. It's just like it's a special thing. We got to have a guest. It's a big deal. It's scheduled. I got to go to the right space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This, I, I, that's this an idea. I'm throwing that out there. You know. No, it's a good point. It's definitely a good point. Um. Cool. So, um, you know, what we never did. We never plugged Reverb. <laughs> Everybody, go into the pod, the show notes, if you want to support the show. Um, actually, we could do that at the end. Let's cover the last thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, the only other thing is that I feel like maybe we need a little bit more of a regular influx of material, which is why I sent you the book. Did you get the book? I did get the book. Uh, I have it right here, and I wanted to thank you for sending it. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, Dorad, you had mentioned the first chapter. Yeah, I didn't read it. Uh, Did you? I, well, we could, no, I haven't started no. reading it yet. I have it right here. I'm opening it for the first time. Okay. Uh, I just flipped <laughs> to chapter 26, The Blind Terror of Performance, <laughs> <laughs> which is not how I think about performing at all. No, definitely not. <laughs> Me either. like one of my favorite things. But um, uh, Yeah, I actually haven't even opened it. I haven't opened it yet, so I can't say whether or not it's going to be uh, – what I think we should do is both read, like, the introduction and first chapter mm-hmm. and see if this person annoys us or we like the writing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then go, go from there. Yeah. So that, that sounds like a great idea. And actually, you know, uh, I think, like, if we just have each just, like, one thing that jumped out at us, even yeah. if we don't get through the whole first chapter, if there's something that, like, really jumps out at you, then, you know, you'll have your time to talk about it, and then I'll pick something, and I'll have my time to talk about it, and we can just go back and forth. Uh-huh. I guess the, the idea was that, number one, I feel like we needed more, we needed, like, a steady stream yeah. of, of material. Number two, we can sell this book as Amazon affiliates. So we should do okay. these particular book ones on video, because the thumbnail of the video and showing the book itself and and then the presence on YouTube is what sells these things. And if we just and, – and also, so, so it has like – there's actually a 
the possibility of having revenue um, from it. And number two, it'll serve as our like, you know, 101 course on music production. I like it. Multi-purpose. See what I mean? Like maybe yeah. maybe it won't be valuable at all. It will. You know, maybe maybe we'll get to the end of the book and we'll do a legit like book review on YouTube, and we'll say, you know, this book was not helpful. And well, you know what? Right. I just realized that this guy <laughs> you know? must be a genius. This guy must be a genius because it said here that he worked on producing records with um, a lot of artists, but specifically Red Hot Chili Peppers. And if he was able to make that guy's singing voice sound okay on a record, <laughs> then he must be a genius. You know, so I, I just remember years ago, I listened to Red Hot Peppers, and Chris Powers looked at me like, this guy must have been a freaking nightmare to record his singing. I, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's so mean. Uh, uh, you know, Anthony. He can, so, he can take it. He can take it. Anthony. <laughs> is, I believe it or not, I I was never a Red Hot Chili Pepper fan. I can believe it. But I did read Anthony Kiedis's, um autobiography, and it was really fascinating. Uh-huh. It was like one that I couldn't put down. Wow. And despite not really liking a lot of their music, I still thought his story was good. And, and as I recall, I don't think he ever thought he was all that good. So I really, I think I, I appreciated the fact that he was sort of self-aware enough to know that he wasn't, I think he just always thought of himself as some kind of weird freak and that he was just lucky to be even doing what he was doing. Yep. Um, which is, I think, a healthy outlook. <laughs> in general, but it was fast. I mean, he, he had a lot of drug problems, so it was a lot about being a heroin addict. Right, right, right. It was a it was a relatively dark book. Um, until you know he he got clean, um, and so you know it was a fascinating story. I one of the things one of the main things I take away from the book actually yeah. is that now that um, the whole band is clean. They have one of the best green room um, and like backstage experiences that I can that I would love to emulate with my band if I ever get another band. Uh huh. And it's just like you know sipping tea, doing yoga. You know they have like a, like a <laughs> they have like a you know an Oriental rug that they bring like a Persian uh-huh. rug that they bring to everything, and it's like you know what. That's kind of the nicest sounding green room I can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, bro, that's all I wanted when we were like had backstage or on tour, like in the later years of our band. Like, I just wanted to, I didn't want to go out and drink. I wanted to like read books. You and I would stay in and read. Yeah, we do yoga. I was like, this is way better. <laughs> yeah, so like getting ready because the show, yeah. like when you're getting wild, it's actually on stage. Yeah, you know, it's like getting wild after the show. It's like blowing your chi, you know. Yeah. You know, I guess they're just getting older, and we don't have that much chi. We have to save it up. <laughs> exactly. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, okay. so so that was like, you know, oh, and, but oh, but uh, just in defense of choosing that book, yeah. you know, what what is it called now? It's called um, like Unlimited... Unlocking Unlo- Creativity. Unlocking Creativity by Michael Beinhardt. Yeah, yeah. Producing I heard an interview with that gonna... guy. What's that? 
he was on he was on a podcast, Bobby Osinski's um, Inner Circle podcast. Bobby Osinski is like a famous record producer who has a yeah. podcast. He's up to his 375th episode because I'm looking at it now. I listened to it for a while um, many years ago. He interviewed this guy, and I was like, oh, my God, this guy is like a true genius. And his book sounded fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a good intro because it's not like technical as far as I understood it. It wasn't like the technical aspects of um, making a record. It was more of like how to how to get creativity out of the musicians. So it's very elemental from being to being a, a record producer. Uh huh. So I thought that's why I, I selected it, just so you know, like the thought process. Cool. So, so yeah, I'm psyched to get into it anyway. Right on. All right, so let's um, let's wrap up. Sounds good. Let's talk about Reverb.com. Yeah. So if you want to um, support the podcast, you can do it. One way to do it is to go to Reverb.com through the link, the special link in the show notes, uh, which is our affiliate link. You can buy something and we get a small commission. If you're not a, uh, if you don't have a Reverb account, you can go and sign up, and and any new sign up actually also pays us a commission. So um, you can potentially go to Reverb.com through that link, buy nothing, and still support the podcast. And it's helpful to us if if you wish to do that. Um, any other thing, anything uh, that you uh, want to add to that? That I missed. I well, other so. than um, if you don't know Reverb.com, I'm sure you've heard of them by now if you're like a musician, but like it's a little cooler than a lot of like, going to a big box store site or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool. So go check out. I really highly, highly recommend you check out Reverb.com. That's something to say about that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I'll I'll piggyback on that because actually it's yeah. a really good point. It's not like going to like um, Sweetwater where you're mm-hmm. just – browsing um, like a retailer. They have their own curated categories of things Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, old, uh, like, like old, um, like Asian built, you know, like those like things that people collect nowadays, like Tokai and all that. Yeah. They have categories of stuff like that. Jazz boxes, Mm -hmm. um, modular synths, um, you know, Shredder guitars under three hundred dollars. Like they just have these all these like curated categories of instruments that are fun to browse, and you never know, you might find something that you really like. Okay, cool. So let's um, we we vowed to keep these episodes under thirty minutes, and this one's under thirty minutes. So let's uh, let's let's sign off. Awesome, dude. I'm looking forward to the next podcast. Word up. All right. Cool, dude. Later.